What does it mean to pray? Prayer is your connection to God. Prayer is your strength, your refuge, and your power. Prayer gives you what you need to tackle the pressures of this life on earth. So I'm your girl, Sierra Campbell, here to encourage you. Prayers to the Young Girl is a podcast here to motivate you and to cultivate a life of intercessory and to show you that you can overcome any and everything with the power of the Holy Spirit. So welcome, and I hope you enjoy. Hey girl, so we're back again, another episode. I'm excited, always excited to talk about what God is doing, always excited to just be here and soak up all the love that God has to offer. The last few days in my life have just been so overwhelming and such a reminder of how God is love. God is love. God is so good because we, and to me, I believe as it relates to a young woman, we long for this thing. We want to be loved. We want to love. And it's like this void that I feel like is never ending sometimes. But when you come to understand who God is, you understand that he's not a person that you have to go through all of these obstacles and tests to prove you love him or to get love from him. He is the literal definition of love. So no matter what I do, love is still going to be there. No matter what happens to me, love is still going to be there. No matter who does something to me, who hurts me, no matter who I hurt, who I offend, love is still going to be there. God is love. And to understand that really opens up this safety net when you can be able to go back and you can dig up those roots of insecurity and trauma and you can go back and you can face the things that you never thought you could face or you can overcome the thing you never thought you would overcome because God is with you. His love sustains you through it all. And that has just been on my heart the last few days to just Express how much of a loving God we have that you don't have to look beyond the sky or the deepest of seas and to try to find this never ending thing that we don't understand or that we can't really get our hands on. But to understand that with Christ, it's always there. It's always within arm reach. No matter what you do, he's there. And that has helped me through my journey so much, especially more so within the last few months. Just to know that God is always with me and that I have someone in my life 
who can never disappoint me and who can hug me when I need a hug, who can discipline me when I need discipline, who can bring a friend or a therapist or whoever and remind me that I am loved. But anyways, that that was just something that I just had to express and to remind everyone that that love is here for you. Today, I really want to just dive into what it means to be humble and how to thrive in humility. We've talked about facing our traumas. We've talked about going and getting a grip on your stuff, getting some therapy, talking about the hard stuff, acknowledging the hard stuff. But what do we do with it? We've talked about having to understand that it is going to take a little bit of work. It's going to take a little bit of faith, but it's going to take a little bit of work. It's going to take a little bit of being uncomfortable. And God has also showed me that through it all, you have to be humble. You have to also own up to some things that you played a part in. I've had to own up to some things that I didn't want to own up to. I've had to Focus on self, basically. Yes, people have hurt me. Yes, people have maybe misunderstood me or, you know, didn't understand how to relate to me. But in it all, I still had to do my part. And that's what God is showing me every single day. You still have to do your part. You still have to love. You still have to do the work so you can be better. Because I have a daughter and that is truly like my biggest inspiration. As I said before, I have to learn that I still got to do what I got to do because I, I have someone now that I am teaching that I am being an example for. And if I don't be humble, And I don't look in the mirror and say, okay, Sierra, what can you do better? How can you love in spite of? How can you forgive? And that is one of the things that is hard for us to do. It's hard for us to not be the victim sometimes. That doesn't mean that the pain isn't there. It doesn't mean that what someone did didn't happen. Or that doesn't mean that your feelings aren't valid. But in Christ, you understand that he has it all. He validates it all. But he's still expecting you to seek him in spite of it all. And so I'm going to start with this quote again today that I saw that I want to encourage you all with in It says to learn humility is to learn contentment in all circumstances. Humility is not in what we own or achieve, but in maintaining a teachable attitude, a willingness to bend to the will of the father. Humility 
means that you have to be okay with being corrected. You have to be okay with sitting in a therapist's face and allowing them to tell you, well, they hurt you and it's okay that you're hurt. Now, what can you do so that you can learn to forgive them? What can you do so that you can overcome? What can you do so that you can be better? One thing that I want to say, I I believe my mom or my, um, I don't know, guys, <laughs> but it's, it's probably my mom as well as some other women in my life has said this because I believe this is something that God was teaching me over and over again to understand that everybody has problems, that everybody is going through something. And more importantly, nobody owes you anything. That statement right there to me has always felt so harsh. <laughs> Doesn't know, don't nobody owe you nothing. Doesn't. Don't nobody owe you nothing. <laughs> and it's, I'm laughing, I know, but it's crazy because at one point in time, I thought that was such a rude thing to say to somebody, but it's such a real thing. And in that moment, it's like, you know, the saying where it says the truth hurts, but it's the truth. And when it's all said and done, nobody owes me anything. God is here for me. It is a privilege and honor to have him in my life to be loved by him. But even God himself don't owe me anything. And that also helped me view my parents. My parents have a responsibility from God to take care of me, to raise me up, as the word says, to raise me, to be a child of God, which they did. And to love me to the best of their ability, which they did. But what the enemy did was he made me believe that they owed me. That they owed me to explain themselves. They owed me to explain why they didn't do things this way or that way. They owed me to be patient. Because I felt like I had to be patient with them. They owed me to give me the benefit of the doubt. But they didn't owe me nothing. They don't owe me nothing. Nobody owes you anything. And I remember one time I had to address my mom about some things that her and I have went through. And 
I had to face some hard truths. I had to understand that when it was all said and done, one, I experienced an amazing childhood. I was given the greatest gift, and that is God, number one. But even in that, I had to realize outside of Christ, my mom and my dad's childhood was nothing compared to mine. I mean, I was blessed. And I didn't realize that it's like, you know, I've heard their stories. I knew that they've been through some things. But when you're in a selfish mindset, you think that, oh, okay, well, they went through that, but I'm going through this right now. So that can't be the excuse every time, you know, it's my turn to know. The thing about Christ is understanding that it's our job to seek him. And as I learn to thrive in humility and be humble, I have to own my part that I play in my own trauma. I'll have to allow God to teach me how to forgive. I have to allow God to be my contentment to stop seeking after what I don't need. He's going to give me what I need. Anything else is a blessing. I had to learn how to listen to the people that he placed in my life to give me advice on how to navigate through situations. And when I didn't listen, I had to own that. Disobedience caused me pain. I could look at my parents all day long and pinpoint what they could have did better. But when it's all said and done, a lot of the pain that I felt as an adult, as a young woman, you know, when I got involved in relationships I shouldn't have been in, I didn't listen to the warnings. I didn't listen to my parents when they said, don't date this one or don't date that one. Or when they said, don't date at all. Or when they said, don't watch this type of stuff on TV or don't listen to this type of music. I allowed those things to enter into my spirit in my life. And though, yes, in my childhood, I experienced some very unfortunate pains. And I was introduced to some very unfortunate things that a child should be introduced to. But even in that could have went a different way had I learned to listen to the wisdom that God has surrounded me with. And as I grew, I was so eager to go find self or go find a different way of life, figure it out on my own, that I left God's covering. I left the covering of my parents. I left what I knew to be true. I left what he had blessed me with. 
looking for something that couldn't sustain me, looking for something that man would never be able to provide me without Christ. So I had to own those things. I had to own it. I had to be humble and say, God, you know what? I actually probably wouldn't be in this situation had I listened to so-and-so. There's so many situations in my life where I can look back and say, that really didn't have to happen. If only I would have listened. Now, when I think about, again, some of those insecurities and those traumas and the things that I that were out of my control. I still had a choice. I had a choice to get help. I had a choice to talk about it. But I didn't. And even as a, young, a, a little child, let's say, you know, as a child, we don't always know how to express some things. But as an adult, we learn that we have other alternatives to express. We learn that there are different ways to cope. And so I had to learn that too. I had to understand that I didn't have to turn to drinking. I didn't have to turn to smoking. Why did I do it? I don't even know. I was so caught up in trying to fit in or trying to numb myself or just doing it just to be doing it. And even in that, I had to own it. And when I say I had to own it, sometimes it's not always in the moment that you're going to realize it. But I'm realizing it even more right now that life is truly going to be what you make it. And if you choose a life that doesn't involve Christ It's going to be difficult because you're choosing a life that is going to be a constant chase for something to fill you. It's going to be a constant chase of filling void, a constant chase of temporary pleasure. Christ is forever. Christ is love. And through his love, you'll never go without. You'll never go without what you need. Even when we don't think we need something, God knows it. Even when we want something else, God knows we don't need it. God is going to be God whether we realize it or not. It is our choice To either accept him and accept his love that can never fail. It can never fail. We can either accept that or we can go through life the hard way. Like I did. And I can go back and remember 
knowing that I <laughs> should have chose Christ. But instead, I wanted the boyfriend. I should have chose Christ, but instead, I wanted to calm my nerves so I got high. I know I should have chose Christ, but I wanted my own place, so I ignored my family and convinced myself that I was better off on my own. I know that I should have chose Christ, but it felt good to feel like I was free. So I drank. It felt like I had control over my life when actually my life was out of control. Don't make the same mistakes. Learn the patterns in your life. Learn the cycles. Start over and trust God. It's okay. It's okay even if you find yourself constantly falling. As long as you pick yourself back up. God is still there. He's never going to leave. He still loves you. God is always going to love you. You just got to start somewhere. You just got to keep trusting him. You got to keep on, keep it on. And as I navigate through life and my journey, every day I have to pray. Every day I have to ask God to forgive me for a thought that I may have had. Forgive me for an action I may have did. Forgive me for looking at someone sideways. Forgive me for forgetting. Just to be humble and remembering that I too am not perfect. I too make mistakes. So just be encouraged that God is love. God is love. And in your humbleness, and as you understand that, yes, we have pains, we have trauma, but so does everyone, even the person that may have hurt you. It's probably because of their own pain and trauma. So we can't expect man to be God. Because they will fail us every time. Expect the perfect God to love you in spite of it all. Trust him. So let's do better so we can be better. Father God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, God, for this moment, for this very, very moment, God, to encourage myself and my sisters or whoever, God, who needs it. 
I thank you, Lord, for being a God who sees us, who hears us, God, knows our hearts, knows what we need, Lord. I thank you, God, for being a God that covers the multitude of sin, God, who covers all the pain, all the, the shortcomings of God, all the things that we've done wrong, all the things that were done wrong to us, God. I thank you, God, for being a God who loves us in spite of, a God who never leaves us, God, a God who never forsakes us, God. I thank you, God, for reminding us that there are good things in this world, that are pure things that we can think on God there are God things that we can do to hold on to your love thank you for reminding us that you are love God that you are always here loving us in our wrongdoings in our pain and everything in every circumstances God you are here thank you God remind us oh God remind my sisters Lord that they are important to you remind them God That all it takes is a little bit of faith. All it takes is a little bit of trust, God. And that every day they will be strengthened. They will be encouraged. They will have hope. They will have healing. They will have restoration, God. And that one day they will look back and look at themselves and say, my God, I can't believe that a good God will love such a broken person, but you do, God. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for loving us in our brokenness. We thank you, God, for loving us when we don't deserve it. We thank you, God, that even though you are the God that reigns above everything, God, you are the God that is all powerful, all knowing God, even you, God, you don't owe us anything, God, but even though you are great, You still see fit to be with us. You still see fit to draw us near unto you, God. So we thank you. Encourage my sisters, God, to trust you more, to hold on, to hold on just a little while longer and allow you to truly do the work, to truly do the healing, God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I love y'all so much. Stay encouraged. Wow, I am filled with the love of Christ. And I hope you are too. I pray you walked away from this episode with just a little more strength, a little more fight, and a lot more power. Continue to pray without ceasing and remember that God sees you and he hears you. I am here for you, my sister, lifting you up in prayer, holding your hand as we journey as disciples together, tackling the adversities of living in the flesh, but operating by the spirit. I love you, my sis, but God loves you best. Please like, comment, follow, but more importantly, share this blessing of faith with another sister and go forth inspired with glorious deeds to do. See you soon.